about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to another program on uh, the subject of being all in with the Lord. I think every day that we goes by, uh, all of us on planet Earth tend to find that there is opposition to many, many things in our lives. And we would like to be powerful overcomers uh, in every situation. But we find ourselves not always in a position mentally where we feel like we're powerful, powerful overcomers. So what do we do about that? How do we handle it? And uh, how do we react? On this program, we try to talk about the totality of how God created the universe and the atmosphere that we live in, the earth, the planet earth. We talk about our earth suits that we're wearing because you can't operate or live on this planet without a body. So we call it an earth suit. If you go to the moon or Mars or anywhere else, you're going to wear a space suit or a suit that's made for Mars or Venus or wherever because there's a certain atmosphere that your body or earth suit cannot exist in so therefore, there are things on this earth necessary for you to exist. The air you breathe is only a part, small part, but integral, <clears throat> because if without a breath, we die, or the earth suit dies. Let's put it that way. So what do we do? How do we operate? in a system that was created by a superior being, the, the, the best of all beings ever, we call God. God Almighty, the Almighty Creator. How does our body work? How does our earth suit work? How does, what, is the, what is the equipment that God has placed in and on us, in our bodies, in our spirit, because we are a body that has a spirit. That spirit is who we really are, and that spirit lives in us. We have a mind, a brain to think with, to operate in functions of the body that you cannot operate without some type of automated service. I don't know about you, but today we have all this automation available to us. Some people are using it, some people don't. But your lights in your house go off and come on. They, the, you can control your oven from your cell phone. You can have cameras all around the house. But someone needs to actually operate that stuff. Now, there are people who say, I don't want nothing to do with it. And then there are other people who say, I want everything to do. I want my thermostat controlled. I want everything. I want to be able to change it from my phone wherever I am. In our earth suits, there are automated systems that God put in place. 
so that you don't have to think about breathing, you breathe. You don't have to think about certain bodily functions because they occur. When you eat and it goes into the digestive mode, and all the chemical reactions, all of the digestive process that ends up with dispelling waste that automatically happens. You don't have to sit there and watch over your digestive system. It happens. Now, there are times when those things foul up and we have some things not working right. But that is pretty much an automated system. When you go to sleep at night, certain functions kick in. And those functions cause you to, to be able to wake up the next day because you're still breathing. You're not thinking about that. You're sleeping. You are restoring the energy in your body. So... From that perspective, we are approaching the fact that God Almighty created an environment on this planet for us that works all the time. I attempt to explain certain aspects of that. Jesus came and demonstrated that. He demonstrated that there is a world, the invisible world, that we cannot see, yet he spoke to it. He called things that were not as though they were, and they happened. And then he said to us that a statement that many people still have not processed. I, when I leave, I'm going to the Father, and greater things can you do in my name than I did. Now, most of us, that goes in one ear and out the other because you go, oh yeah, okay, I can walk on water. I can feed people with a couple fish. Why not? Why can't we? If Jesus said it, you can't say to yourself, now listen, you can't take some of the message and say, that's legit, and then take another part of the message and say, that's not legit. You don't have that right. You're either going to listen to the truth, hear the whole truth, nothing but the truth, or you're not going to buy any of it. So what's it going to be? You have to stretch your thinking. We have to stretch our minds to realize that there is so much more for us to do. I, I hear a lot of people <clears throat> of a certain age say things like, eh, I've kind of had it with the world. I'm, I'm done. Really? That's all you got to say to the creator of the universe. I'm here. I know there's work to do, but I, I've had enough of your work. I'm done. You see, that's not okay. The creator put you here with a purpose in mind. And if you still are here, you have work to do. You have a destiny and a plan that only you can carry out. So let's talk about what that might be. How do I find out what my destiny is? One of the biggest revelations for me, I mean serious revelations, is learning how to pray. 
And when I say that, I don't mean I, I know a process on how to pray that's better than the one you know. I just mean simply that I've learned something about the Lord's Prayer. And I hope to infuse that into others. When everyone saw Jesus working miracles, he was operating at a level that you and I now should be operating at. He was operating at a level that affected the invisible world in a way that it listened to him. And when we are taking in God's word and we are being transformed, we are supposed to be, we're made in his image and likeness. So we're supposed to begin to operate the same way Jesus did. But he, he spoke to things. He spoke to the weather. He spoke to a tree. He spoke, he spoke to food. Things happened. So when they said to him, can you show us how to pray like you so that we could learn about what you do? What did he say? He said, pray like this. Oh, Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed, holy, precious, revered be thy name. Okay, that's the first step. If you don't revere God's name, then you don't elevate him. You elevate something else or you. See, I'm equal with God. Well, that's what Lucifer said. <laughs> you didn't get him very far. Our Father who art in heaven, holy be thy name. So here's the part. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. Well, let me ask you a question. Is that, is that accomplished? Is God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven? I venture to say, you will say, no. That's why you want to go to heaven. Well, that's a cop-out. Everything in heaven will be perfect, no doubt. And you'll go, but it's a cop-out on your destiny. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're supposed to call heaven down on earth. You're supposed to be demonstrating how to live like you're in heaven while you're on the earth. Your enemy is not in heaven. There'll be no opposition. Lucifer will not be there in that realm. He will not operate. He will not exist. But he does here in this universe. We're told today by scientists that there are parallel universes that they cannot explain. Really? Interesting. For one universe to another, parallel, you can transition from one to the other. We're told now that this kaleidoscope that they've built, that's 17 miles long, is able to smash atoms together and open up black holes or create holes into other realms or other dimensions. Are you aware of that? 
Maybe you are, maybe you're nice. Ah, I'm not interested. Good, don't be interested. God created it all. These people are out to bypass God and try to figure out what he created, and they can't still do it. But they have realized that there is an invisible world. It's called quantum mechanics, quantum laws, quantum physics. It's just quantum. It's an area that exists. You cannot see it. All around us is invisible frequencies. Everything is a frequency. I said this last time. I say it again. Everything is... And here's the here's a revelation for us. Everything, every atom, every particle of dust, every small particle of dust is has an atomic structure. And we were made from dust. We were made from dirt. That's what the Bible tells us. He made us from dust. Well, what is the dust? It's an atomic structure. And we were made from that dust. That's every particle, every most infinitesimal, minute little atom is vibrating at a frequency. And here's the interesting thing. Every atom, every particle is alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's not dead. God didn't create anything dead. So when I'm sitting in a chair, which I'm sitting in, it's nothing more than a lot of atoms with electrons going around them, all vibrating at the same frequency, all matching in identity and causing it to be a chair. But it's alive. There there are atoms, if you put this under a microscope, or put whatever you're looking at under a microscope, you will find out it's alive with space between the atoms vibrating with electrons going around. So when Jesus spoke to a tree, or spoke to the wind, or spoke to the fish, He spoke to the atomic structure that they are made from. And they obeyed him. He came to show us things are possible. He came to show us to stop just thinking with a finite brain that's so small that all it can do is believe what it sees. Instead, he taught us to believe and see, and then it materializes that we can physically see. Well, how do we do that, Art? We do it by using our imagination and by using the Word of God. Nothing apart from the Word of God is truth. So God's Word, which he said, never returns void. That means... If you take the promises of God and you apply them to any area of your life and you don't become double-minded, this is the big one. Because I listen to people who pray for a minute and then for the next five minutes tell you why it won't work. 
they're not going to get their prayer answered. They're double-minded. The atomic world, the quantum world, it obeys every word you speak. We're, we are an earth suit, but let me tell you, there's a lot going on in this earth suit. You have a spirit. You have the ability to speak. So when you see something and you speak words, believe it or not, you may not realize it, but you're seeing what you say. Your imagination has the ability to and does picture what you're saying. It's instantaneous. It's quick. But if you say something over and over and over again, you'll begin to see that picture. Because it has the ability to see it inside. Now, your, your logical mind, your logical mind needs a place to categorize it. It's a computer. It's looking for a place to put data. It's saying, do I believe this or do I not believe this? And it places it in categories, left side, right side, for different things. And places it in, I do believe or I don't believe. I do believe or I don't believe. Every one of us has that going on. I'm a Democrat. No, I'm a Republican. No, I'm a Christian. No, I don't believe. What? You categorized. Whatever you're thinking, at some point, you heard, read, or spoke, and your imagination pictured it, and you said, don't like it. There's foods you don't like. Why do you not like them and the person next to you does? Because it categorized it as something you like or don't like. That doesn't mean it can't be eaten. It just means you don't prefer it. And you put it in your mind that way. Now, in our head knowledge are all these facts. But in order to place it there, it had to be pictured through your imagination, and a decision had to be made. Is this true for me, or not true for me? And it placed it in there that way. That's why when we were told in the Bible to take the Word of God and renew our minds with it, when we take God's Word, or the promises of God, and we repeat them out loud over and over, at least once a day, or twice a day, whatever. Your mind pictures what God's promise says. Not your mind, your imagination pictures what, what you are saying. And then it recategorizes it into your mind, renewing your mind with the Word of God. And then after your mind recategorizes something, because now you've heard the truth, which is the promise, it will drop into your heart. That is a center part of your being. Some people call it solar plexus. Other people call it just the heart of man. But it's not your blood pump. It's not the heart that's beating. It's, it's a center core of who you are. It drops into your heart. When you believe it in your heart, that means your mind had to absolutely accept it. And that's what happened, by the way, the day you accepted Jesus. For that moment, you said, you know, 
He died for my sins. I, I accept this. I believe this. And you recategorized all your thinking in your mind, and you became born again. And that dropped into your heart, so that now you know, no matter what, you're born again, going to heaven. A lot of people will... But, but for today, I still got my problems. Because you didn't recategorize that part of your brain. So now we want to talk about how do we do that? How do we recategorize what's going on? We have to believe God's word. You can't just take one word. You got to get all of his word as much as you can every day. You got to feed your spirit so that your spirit will keep putting it into your mind and your mind will get renewed. It'll drop into your heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So, when you take God's Word, and you speak it out loud, and you do renew your mind, your one thing at a time is growing inside of you. You get hungry for the Word. And you have to eat every day with your spirit. Some people have to eat more than once a day. I don't know how you feed your earth suit, but most people do it two or three times a day. Some people more. But what about your spirit? Your spirit it needs food. It needs nourishment. It needs to be rejuvenated every single day, at least once a day. What do you say to your body at the end of the day when it's time to eat again, dinner time? Oh, I fed you this morning. Shut up. You don't do that. You go get more food. When you feel down or depressed, your spirit is telling you, go get more food. Go get more of the Word, and put it in, because I'm hungry. And if, you, if you've ever gone through fasting, you know that if you don't eat, you get weaker after a period of time. And then it transforms you in a different way. You're good for a few days, as long as you're drinking water. But you have to feed yourself. That's part of nourishing. You have to nourish your spirit. Put in the Word of God. And you need to put it in on a regular basis. Okay, so then what? So we put in the promises of God. We renew our mind. It recategorizes and begins to believe things it never knew. It drops into your heart a little bit, and you go, wow, that feels really good. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, here's the interesting part. God created in all of us a mechanism that's connected to the heart. Scientists like to call it the subconscious mind, but it isn't whatever you want to call it, I don't care. It's a mechanism, and it interacts with the quantum world, the invisible world. It interfaces, it's an interface that constantly talks to that invisible world. All these frequencies that are going around us from radio, all the frequencies that are in the earth, all the frequencies that are causing good and bad things to happen, it interacts with them at a subatomic level. I mean, the most minute dust is communicated with by this mechanism that God put in every single human being. And its job 
is to get you the desires of your heart. Now, here's what happens. This is a fact, whether you like it or not. This is how prayer works. This is how everything works. I call it the RF factor. If you've renewed your mind with the Word of God, when it gets to your heart, you're releasing faith. You're you're going to sleep excited, not worrying. If you're going to sleep fearful or worried, I guarantee you the mechanism that's in you is bringing more of that fear and worry to you. That's why you must eliminate it. You ever heard of the eliminator? You got to eliminate it. The terminator. Terminate that kind of stuff. Put it to death. The Bible says, cast down every imagination that tries to exalt itself above the Word of God. That means if you heard God's Word say you're healed, and something else tells you you're not, which one you going to cast down? The one that says you're not. You got to cast it down. You got to throw it down. That's the job. Casting down the imagination. Now, why would he say imagination if you didn't have an imaginator? You have an imagination. It's working all the time, and it works easier for fear than it does for faith. <coughs> so, the RF factor. Once it drops in, something drops in your heart. <coughs> and that works for the negative, by the way. If you believe something's really going to bad is going to happen, you're releasing fear. RF, release fear, or RF, release faith. There's only two choices. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Therefore, choose life. I put before you life and death. Choose life. It's pretty plain. RF factor. What are you releasing in your heart? Fear or faith? Now, once you've taken God's promises and renewed your mind and recategorized it, there's a better chance of releasing faith that goes down to your heart. Once you release faith, then you go to bed expecting something good to happen. Once you get to that point, if you're not at that point, here's what's happening. You go to sleep. Your conscious mind shuts off, in a sense, it's relaxed. And the subconscious, or that secondary system that keeps you alive, is also interacting with the quantum world and giving instruction to the quantum world that what's in your heart is what you want. And if what's in your heart is, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that, I can't pay the bills, i just been diagnosed with something, I'm probably going to die. Even though they didn't say that, but you're saying that. You have now used the RF factor against yourself. People love to blame God. Oh, man, they want to blame God for everything. I, I mean, whether it's somebody passing away or whether it's something that happened, God's teaching me something through this suffering. My friends, I got news for you. God doesn't use suffering. That's Satan. He doesn't employ Satan. 
That is not the way he chooses to teach you. If you choose that way, then it's you choosing it and he will do his best to help you. But you made the choice. Adam made the choice when he turned away and ate the other fruit. He was unsure that God could handle the situation. He thought God was holding something back. Maybe there is something to this tree of knowledge. I'm out of time. It's about saving the human race. So we'll be back. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. We're back. I think that may be the first time I've ever gone all over time without even knowing what time it was. So I'm talking about how we operate. I, I get really into this because I know that if, if we can all begin to grasp what's going on, the invisible world that's working all the time, you go to sleep and when you're holding on to grudges, you're holding on to anger, fear, you are re replicating. You are replicating in your own life through the quantum world <clears throat> the same things happening over again. If you go to bed fearful that you're going to die, you're replicating it. Jesus wants to put hope in your heart. You got to let it get in there. When we find that we want to blame God, it's not God we're going to end up blaming. He will show you when you do go to heaven, and, and, and that is an option. But when you go to heaven, He's going to show you what you did to perpetuate the situation or what you didn't do. It's pretty much rather what you didn't do. You didn't take God's word seriously. You fed, you didn't feed your spirit every day, all day. He says, don't let his word depart from our eyes night and day. Well, who do you know that does that? Are you doing that? Probably not. Put his word in. Let it live in us, transforming, renewing our mind dropping into our heart. And then this, I'm telling you, the system is automatic. We don't think about it, but there is a quantum invisible world that generates everything around you. You want to change your world? You change your thinking in your heart. And you do that with the Word of God. The world system is telling everyone constantly how bad it is. I was recently you know, invited to a, a group where 
having discussions on a lot of different things. And the idea was to have different perspectives on these things and try to understand each other. So I listened to everyone who spoke about global warming. I listened to it. I listened to it very carefully. And after they all got done speaking, I was the only one that hadn't spoke. And they looked at me and they said, well, do you have any thoughts on that? I said, I sure do. I can tell you if there is weather changes, and there is, in the patterns, I can tell you uh, what it's coming from, but it's not what you think. And everybody was getting quiet because like, oh boy, what's this? Right? Everybody had all the things we're going to do to clean up the, the world and save the world and it's going to affect the climate in a positive way. And it, it, it's not at the quantum level. At the quantum level, it's a much deeper rooted problem. Sure you do. It's called sin. It's the hearts of men and women all over the earth that don't care about God, don't care about others, just totally angry. And that anger causes the earth to quake, to shiver. Now we're put here, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We're here to bring that kingdom. It's time for the body of Christ to overpower the thinking of the rest of the world, not cave to it. Too often the church is passive. It sits down and says, well, you never know what God's going to do. We don't know how he's going to do what he's going to do, but we're going to wait. You know, the apostles thought Jesus was going to take over with a, with a fist of iron. And Peter, of all people, he thought he was going to be the one in charge of the, all the whole army. He wanted to hit people in the face and take, take charge. That isn't how Jesus did it. He did it in a different way, in a loving way. We have to take charge by demonstrating what Jesus did, not be passive. You can't be passive. You can't lay it down and say, I, I'm not, I, I just, this is not for me. Is it really not for you? You're called to this day, this hour. Our destiny is now. There's a day coming, and we might be close to in it right now, where faith will be more valuable than gold. Faith will be more valuable than gold because faith can get whatever it needs. Faith doesn't need gold to buy food when you can watch food multiply because the quantum world is working on your behalf. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of somebody giving you something that you didn't work for, a car or a house or anything, but God has that all arranged out there for those who believe. I, I was in a program the Lord led me into. I, I spoke about it where we gave cars away years ago. Probably one of the very first that ever had over 500 cars donated to a cause where we then turned around and gave away either the proceeds or the cars. The Lord in the quantum world can give you anything. It will materialize if it has to. When they were in the when when they left Egypt, the Israelites, and they were in, in the desert, they were fed every day. It materialized every day. And it it was there, just like clockwork. Because there was a need. God always supplies our need. Philippians 419. 
My God supplies our needs according to his riches and glory. How did that happen? Say, well, God did it. How did God do it? With the quantum world. It, the quantum world, the invisible world, now the atomic structure changed into food. It can do that for anything we need. I know, you think I'm getting a little crazy here, right? The Lord wants us to grow up and understand that when Jesus prayed over the maimed, body parts grew out. Things materialized. The atomic structure changed. There's a day coming where faith is what's going to be necessary in order to survive. And you're closing in on it. This is still a time where we can all utilize and learn how to operate faith. Faith isn't going to church once a week. That doesn't take faith. You feed your face, dress up, get in a car, drive to a building where other people profess to use faith. Are they? Are you? There was nothing that took faith to get there, unless you're broke, busted, didn't have a car, and somehow God picked you up with an angel and got you there. That took faith. You're either releasing faith or fear every day. The biggest thing is to renew your mind with the Word of God. Thanksgiving is the language of faith. Are you in Thanksgiving every day? Are you thanking God for everything you have? And for what you don't have that's now yours because you're taking it by faith, or you just get into thanksgiving. That's the language that operates faith. The opposite of thanksgiving is resentment and not feeling well and not happy, depressed, and it releases fear. So it's thanksgiving. It's already done because Jesus got it for me when he went to the cross. You were co-crucified with Jesus on the cross. He did it for you. You weren't even born, but yet your name was attached to what he did so that when you got here, all you had to do is accept it and you're free from the debt that was related to the sin that Adam caused in the earth. We have to put on the mind of Christ. Thanksgiving, favor, God's favor is available to you today. Do you know that? That's the gospel. The good news is you have the favor of God. Wherever you go, when you go to sleep tonight, meditate, shut off the TV, shut off people, meditate for 10 minutes before you fall asleep on how you're highly favored of the Lord. Let that go into the mix where in the quantum world, while you sleep day and night, remember where it says, the sower sows the word, the word goes to work in the ground, it grows up, we don't know how, day and night, day and night, it's growing. That's because you put in the word of God, and it's in your heart, and it's into this mechanism that's in fact, it's connected to the quantum world. Day and night, it's either getting you faith, things or fear things. And for those who profess to be Christians, yet go to bed worried every night and fearful, you are not using what you were given because of the acceptance of Jesus. So you might have accepted the first little step of that, that you accepted him as your Lord, but make him Lord. 
Make him the Lord over your head. Make him the Lord over your heart. Tell your mind to shut up with all that fear and worry. It doesn't have the power to continue. It doesn't have the legal right because you are born again. Tell it to shut up. Take God's word. I've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. And though the mountains tumble into the sea and the earth be done away, still will I not fear. Still will I not fear. So, what are you going to do? Uh, it's a battle, but the spiritual battle is in your head. Your head thinks it knows everything. It thinks it knows more than God. That's why I say when we pray, we should be praying, Thy will be done. Let me tell you, when you pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and you do that before you go to bed at night, and you put that in there, the quantum world is now listening to God's will, not yours. Your will will be worrying, broke, busted, sick, disgusted, whatever. God's will, God's will to you to have perfect everything. Give the quantum world a chance to work for you. So many people have been, spent their whole life setting up the invisible world to work against them. Now, of course, they had help from Satan. Lucifer is really good at telling us what to believe that causes us to fear. I don't care if you're someone who simply says, I have an allergy and I feel it and I keep, it's going to keep coming. I can tell it's going to get worse. You have that written in your mind, it in your heart, and when you affect the quantum world, it continues to happen. You placed yourself in bondage by what you say, and what you heard, and what you believe in your heart. This is a fact. You can YouTube it and find out about the quantum world. You can YouTube it and find out about all of the invisible atoms, the atomic structure. It's on there. This is not... The scientists are talking about it every day. Yet the Christians have, have let non-Christians, in most cases, steal words that we should be using. Even the word meditate, like it became a bad word because other cultures use meditation. Don't let them steal the words. Take it back. Imagine if you're using your imagination on something for longer than 10 seconds, you are meditating it. That is meditation. Bringing peace to a situation. Bringing peace to your heart. Centering yourself, as others would say. Don't let them steal what God has given us. Satan steals. He steals it and then tells you, you can't use it because they're using it and then you're one of them. Oh my gosh. Will you stop being stolen from? We're stolen from because we let all this critter crap go into our heads from the world. The world system is at work. So, what to, are we to do? Well, it says, let God's word be true and every man a liar. You're a liar. If you're not 100% on God's word, you're the liar. I'm the liar. If I say I know more than God, 
I'm a liar. No different than Satan when he said, I will exalt myself above. I will place myself above his throne or above him. Satan can't do a thing without your help. He can't do a thing to you without your permission. Unfortunately, Christians all over the world that don't know any better are giving him permission through their thoughts, through their beliefs, and into the system that touches the quantum world. If Satan wants something done, he has to get you to believe it. If he wants to wants you to be sick, the symptoms are coming on you, and you have to buy into the symptoms and say, yep, I'm getting it. They're symptoms lying to you, telling you you should feel this way or feel that way. But when you take God's word and you realize you are redeemed from the curse that's attached to the breaking of the law, and that every sickness and every disease that touches you dies instantly in the name of Jesus, and every organ and every tissue of your body is functioning in the full perfection to which God Almighty created it to function, and you take it from your head into your heart, and you go to sleep believing that, the quantum world reproduces the cells to make that happen. Not instantly, maybe, because it's to the degree that we believe it, but it is happening. It is occurring. It is occurring. So we have to get out of the way and let God's Word do the work. That's what we have to do. Faith allows the power of God to flow through our life. Fear allows the power of Satan to flow through your life. I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. We have to listen to that, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your guide. Once you've accepted the Lord as Lord and Savior, you have access to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your guide. And that guide wants to lead you away from all of the problems in your life. Forget the world. Just deal with your life, first of all. So, will you allow the Holy Spirit to tell you what to do, prompt you, help you renew your mind? If God is in you, which Christians say, oh yeah, Jesus, yeah, he's in me. Why would he not want you to have victory over everything? Tell me the creator of the universe is living inside of you through Jesus the Christ, and he wants you to fail. Come on, tell me that. You can't be serious. The God of the universe wants you to win. He wants you to succeed. And Lucifer, the greatest deceiver ever, deceives us into thinking he doesn't. Oh, it's good for me to suffer. Come on. That is a lie from the pit of hell. 
I'm sorry, but that's a lie. God Almighty did not create you to be broke, busted, sick, disgusted, die from disease, be in pain, and suffer. It is not what he did. If that was you being a parent to a kid and you did it to a kid, you'd be arrested for child abuse. You have to start thinking and clearing out all that clouded thought that we were brought up with. Where God, we have to, you, you never know what God's going to do. You, you, you don't have to hide from God. God already knows everything about you. Yes, he will get you out of here and take you to heaven if you've accepted him. No problem. When you, when you die. But you don't have to die yet. You can still win. And all you have to do is renew your mind with the Word of God. The mind of Christ. What mind of Christ? What, is, what was he thinking? Jesus saw the quantum world. He got real upset at the apostles when he's sleeping in the boat. And they woke him up and they're going... Don't you care? We're going to die? And he's listening to what they're saying. And he says, haven't you learned anything? You've been with me all this time. He rebukes the wind and says, settle down. Who's he talking to? The wind. He's talking to the quantum world. But he believes and sees it in his imagination. He knows it's there. And it obeys. And now they all go, oh my gosh, even the winds obey him. Greater things can you do in my name, he said. What could you do if you let yourself believe? And I say let yourself because you have to give yourself permission. We all have been beat up by the world's thinking. We've been born into a family that loved us, taught us what they knew. We grew up with going to school and around other people, told us what they knew. And our whole world is shaped from business, school, parents, with what other people knew about life. And we accept it as fact. Now we take God's Word that supersedes, overrides everybody's opinions. And we have to renew our mind to believe that His Word at work in us is more than enough to get us out of everything. This quantum world, this invisible world, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom, you ever heard that? The kingdom of God is within you. It is the whole mechanism that touches the quantum world, which will bring you whatever you believe you want. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It is a fact. It is real. And it must be thought about by you in order to change what's going on in your life. You can change anything. You can become totally restored in health. You can become a millionaire. Or you can remain broke, busted, sick, disgusted.
It is changing your thinking, changing your mind, accepting the blood of Christ, fully accepting His blood and what it bought for us. He paid the price. And the best part is, He forgave you of everything. You are This is the other reason people don't use this system. They don't feel worthy. You are the righteousness of Christ. You will never be more worthy because Christ made you worthy. Now he needs you as part of his army. There's a website on the screen, armiesforjesus.com. You can go there. You can hear these broadcasts. You can see them. They're video. And you can also find the Word of God. There's also another tab on that um, website called AnswersByJesus.com. And it lists lots of problems, lots of problems. And you click on the problem and it gives you the scriptures to combat the problem with. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. There's also a scripture book on there that you can bring up that you can read every day. And read those scriptures out loud. So, what will you do? Will you remain as you are? Or will you become a part of the family of God that is overcoming? A powerful overcomer in this kingdom. That's what we want. That's what we need. Bring heaven to earth. We are all here to bring heaven to earth. Bring heaven to earth. Can you do it? Will you do it? Let's do it together. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the day the Lord has given us. This is the day that he gave us to rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Go to sleep filled with the word not filled with fear. fear. Go to sleep, releasing into the quantum world what you really would like to have happen, not what you don't want. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me, it's about time